Hello. It's been a long time. Admittedly a lot longer than I ever planned for it to go. I intended for the next one to be within a month or so, or within maybe even just a couple weeks or something. And, you know, at longest, like a couple months. Like, I've definitely gone months without recording. Um... But I did not intend to to take a break from 2021, the end of 2021, to nearly the beginning of 2023. That was completely unintended. But in the intermediary, a lot has happened. And I've been wanting to record one. Believe me, I've been wanting to do this for months. Um, But... Unlike last time with the last recording, I did that one very much like planned in a way. I wrote stuff down or whatever, but that's never really like how I've done this. There's nothing wrong with doing that if I want to talk about certain like events and whatnot, like the whole um, Travis Scott thing. I actually just re-listened to the episode, like most of it anyway. Um, like the Travis Scott thing, I needed to have my facts straight. And if I was going to talk about like certain tidbits about, um, Greek mythology, I needed to do my research on that. Otherwise I was just talking out of my ass, but, um, I'm back. I don't know when the next time I'll record will be, um, hopefully not too long, but, um, I'll be fully honest. I don't really know where the future lies since the last episode. I've been in a relationship for over a year now. Um, My girlfriend, Jessica, she's awesome. If you're hearing this, love you. We've had, obviously, our ups and downs like couples do. But uh, things are doing all right. And then something really big. I have been in my first apartment. And I had a lot of things that I wanted to share with this, this, this topic specifically, because people always want to give like advice on like your first apartment and stuff like that. And I understand now why, because it it is so scary once you're actually in it. Like it's so fucking free. Like, don't get me wrong. It is the most freeing thing out there, but the whole like owning your own apartment thing, it's so, so freeing. It is like, I I don't want to lose this apartment for anything. I, I always hear from people like, um, every oh everybody has to go back to mom and dad's house or whatever. Uh, in their first apartment, you ask anybody and they'll tell you, yeah, we had to. Um, I didn't want to do that. I have I have stuck to my guns. I've found every way I can possible, just like my mom did to pay the bills in a way she was very much a an inspiration to keep pushing to extinguish every every single um option i had to make it work because when i was a when i was just a baby my mom yes i am going on on a tangent about my mother right now. She deserves it. I haven't really talked much about her in in any of these, and why not do it in number 10? Fuck it. Um, When I was just a baby, and like a toddler, I guess, too, 
a lot of times growing up, my mom was working two, three, sometimes even four jobs just to keep the lights on, keep the, keep like pay the rent and stuff. And not only that, but to afford food and everything. And it's crazy because for years, I never understood how she was able to do that. That seems inhuman to me. For somebody to go and like work four jobs and come home and still somehow be like, oh yeah, it's fine. I couldn't imagine that. And then growing up, she told me that it was not easy. It was not easy. It was difficult. And that a lot, and she told me many of the other stories and stuff that she had been put through and stuff while going through all of that. And, you know, it was, it was tough for her. So why the fuck should I have any chill as well? I shouldn't. As I always say, mama ain't raised no bitch. But it's true, though. And I don't know why, but that phrase is actually really inspiring to me. <laughs> um, the phrase, mama ain't raised no bitch, always gets me going. Whether it be because I'm laughing my ass off or because I'm, like, trying harder. It always gets me going. And I think it's because I don't want to believe it's true because I, because there's no reason that I should just lie down and take it after what she fucking went through after what my mom went through and the stuff she was put through and everything and how she did so much for us. There's no reason I should have any chill if she could do it to take care of herself and a couple other people as well as her children. I should be able to at least take care of my, my own apartment, handle my business here with so much less to lose. And I think that is exactly why it's such an inspiration to me is because it's true. Mama ain't raised no bitch. Remember that, guys. <laughs> um, but, you know, that's why I was trying so hard for this place. Because the freedom itself is so damn amazing. I, <laughs> I love my parents, but I do not want to go back. <laughs> I would love to stay out of the house as much as I can. I'd love to have the freedom to be able to walk in and out of the house as I please and do all those things that you that you think of when you're when you're a kid, when I'm a grown up, I'm going to do this and that and when I yeah. It's pretty much like that. You can decorate the house how you want to. You can organize things and if it's a mess, you don't have someone yelling at you because it's your own place. But not just that, it's also like it's yours. And you don't think about it until you're at least a month in or two months in. It took me at least two weeks. <sighs> it took me at least two weeks 
And I didn't realize just how nice it was, how nice I had it. Because having that freedom was everything to me. Because I know whenever my girlfriend moved here, she moved from Arizona to come here for me. Um, she says for my mom, but I mean, I told her I was, I would move out there, but that that's a, that's a personal debate. Um, whenever she moved out here, I wanted to make a promise to myself that I was going to have an apartment for us and that I would be able to provide. So I found a job. So I, I, I did the math and everything. I ran basic numbers and I found that $13.50 was going to be able to pay the bills. What did I do? I went and found a job that pays $15.50. I didn't take into full account all the extra fees coming up but whenever you first move in and everything, whenever you pay all stuff. Another thing to keep in mind is that, you know, as bad as it gets, it will eventually get better. That's not always up to fate, so don't go speaking your god shit at me, okay? It's about, like, you know, you don't just put faith in some divine entity and think, oh, everything's going to be better, things are going to go my way, or whatever. You have to make it better. There was a, there's a story that I, that I read one time. It was, like, a headline or something. Um, sorry for the sniffle. <laughs> Um, this pisses me off. There's a couple things in life that piss me off and flat earthers, God, I'm going to do a fucking thing on that. Um, flat earthers piss me off. And another thing that pisses me off is people that put all their faith in God. There was a company, there was a couple, uh, they had a daughter and she was like, you know, nine or 10 or something like that. Hell, maybe even close to her teens or something like that. And she had been hit by a car or had cancer or some kind of tumor. Either way, she had some sort of ailment that was going to take her life. However, it was highly treatable. The doctors came to the, came to the parents and said, she's got this wrong with her, but on the bright side, we can easily treat it and she'll be, and she'll be safe. But the parents decided, no, it's God's plan. Don't intervene. Whatever happens, happens. We'll have faith that she will get better. She will fight this with faith. We don't need your medicine. We don't need your technology. She will be, she'll get better. And this is where it gets frustrating. Because within the next few weeks or so, or days or something, the girl's condition got significantly worse. She just kept getting worse. And anytime the doctors were near, she was begging for them to do something, but they can't. So these doctors had to sit here and watch this little girl waste away to nothing and, and live through agonizing pain. And I can't imagine how any, how any people, let alone parents, could just watch their child waste away like that when you could easily do something fuck faith fuck your fuck your religion if it if it's gonna save my child's life 
and you're telling me that it, it could easily be fixed, I'll throw religion out the freaking window. I'll never talk about God again. Fuck, hell, even screw mythos. I'll never talk about like Zeus or, or Cthulhu or anything again. I'll, I'll get rid of any faith that if it means that my child is going to make it. And that's what irritates me. Some people throw faith at everything and think it's just going to make it better. It's not. Your actions have consequences, but also get results. And it's the only way you are going to make your life better is to take your actions and get better from them. It's to see a problem and fix it. It's to understand a situation and get around it. The only way you're going to change your current situation is to understand it, see where it's coming from, and adapt. If you don't do that, you're. it's like they say, those who... Um, what is it? Uh, those who reject the past are doomed to repeat it. So don't reject the past. It's happened. You, you can see it. That's why we teach history, so we don't do it again. That, to be, that being said, I don't exactly see anybody rolling up on I-40 with a fucking Trojan horse. So I don't think that's going to happen. Just saying. Um, but no, the... Uh, the whole, like, the last two years have been really shit. It's like, it's been just one thing after another. And as far as the rent goes, it's like, it's been so damn much. And it's put a strain on the relationship so many times. And it's like, like, what do you do when you've lost faith? Like, when you've lost all hope or whatever? There was, there was times where I was just like ready to give up and there was times I did give up, but then at the last moment, something popped up and I was just like, holy shit, this might do it. I barely made it through every time. Just like this, just like this month, I am going to just be barely making it by. But again, it's through my actions. If there's anything that I've learned like from doing this apartment all this time, it's that nothing works out the way that you plan it. And you have to make actions. Even if you don't know what to do or if you don't know like what will work or if you're absolutely certain that nothing is going to work or that anything you can do is going to work. Find something. Make it work. Because that's all you can do. That's all you can only just try. What's the harm in trying? It either works or it doesn't. The only set the only thing I'll say like can make it worse. Or the only thing that I would say like might damage you or harm you or whatever in that way is, you know, you're going to uh You're going to lose some money or something like that, like paying for gas or bus fare or whatever. But in the meantime, oh no, how am I going to pay my rent? 
temp jobs. Blood donation, plasma donation, little side hobbies or jobs here and there for people. DoorDash, Lyft, Uber, Postmates, Fiverr, anything. There's things for you to do. Hell, practice, take your, take your, you know, spare time you've got while you don't have a job or while you're, you know, not working or whatever. Take that spare time, paint something, draw something, work on something, fix something, build something. Do something. Because doing something is better than doing nothing. Because what, what is going to happen if you don't do anything? Inaction is just as bad as something. I don't remember how that quote goes. <laughs> I think it's no action is as bad as, is no better than inaction. I don't know, something like that. But um, you have to do something. I feel like a broken record. I feel like I keep saying that. You have to do something. <laughs> um, but, yeah. That's kind of just what I wanted to say about it. You know. I'm sure most people, like, actually listening to this are probably older. Not, like, in their teens. It's probably more like mid-twenties, thirties or something. It's probably a couple teens. I don't know. Oh, that's that's just right now in the early in the early stages. Anybody in the future, if you're teenagers, hi. I was wrong, I guess. And if not, fuck you, the few teenagers. Anthony, I know you're listening to this. <laughs> Anthony's my friend. He's uh he's like I think he's sixteen now. He's a cool kid. Anthony, I'm going to go on a tangent now about you. His name's not actually Anthony. You know what? His name's Keyshawn. I'm do I did it. Get doxed, kid. Not literally, he's not actually getting doxed. I don't know any I I don't I know a couple things about him, but I'm not going to give anything actually away aside from just his first name. <laughs> um but Anthony was one of the last people to be added to my friend group, but he's, he's easily one of the coolest people. Um, my friend group consists of a number of people that I met on PlayStation. Um, and it started like way back when it all started cause I was like playing a game on PS4 and, uh, it was called DC universe. Um, on there I'd met, a, a friend group or whatever that I had at the time. It was only on there or whatever. Um, and then that kind of fell apart, sadly. And I kind of was just wandering here and there. And then eventually, I met this guy named Ambrose. I'm about to name drop every one of you motherfuckers. <laughs> um, I met my friend Ambrose. Ambrose is really cool. Um me and him had shared a lot in common. He was pretty dope. Um, eventually he invited me to his little thing. I met his dad. I think I met his brother. I think he's got a brother. Um, 
But I was there with him for a couple of years. Um, and there was like some sad stuff going on. Uh, hard times, you know. Um, eventually, we started playing Warframe, which, hell yes, if anybody listening to this has not heard of Warframe, please go for it. It's awesome. Um, but then through there, Ambrose invite, uh, introduced me to my friend, Jim. I'm not going to call him by his real name because he do- I know he doesn't like that. He gets nervous. He's been on the podcast, though. Um, so, Jim, one of my longest uh, current friends, um, he, through him, I ended up meeting my other friends, uh, Carly, Eli, uh, Nick, Daquan, uh, Homeboy, and a number of other people, but Jim was basically, like, the whole, like, be-all to end-all of our, of our friend group. He was the whole reason we were, we all even met. (laughs) Um, so I, I owe him a lot. He's a good friend. Uh, he's he's genuinely like a good dude. I want I I wish him the absolute best because like Jim just means a lot to me. I don't know if he realizes that. He pisses me off. Me and Jess were even talking about this tonight. I find a reason to hate everybody, so it makes goodbyes easier. It's just how I've how I've come to to be. And she was wanting to know like why uh, why do you hate me? And I told her eventually. Um, but then she started asking, like, uh, why do you hate this person? Like, why do you hate Jim? I'm about to lay, lay this out here. I'm really about to do this. Jim, I hate him because he is... Now, these are just, like, small little things. I don't really find big reasons unless I actually have some beef with the person. <laughs> um, but Jim, I hate him because he's so goddamn stupid. He is so fucking stupid me and this man had a conversation recently where he wanted to build his own goddamn factory and build his own car from a scratch buy the scrap metal melt the scrap metal like forge the 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 metal together to make the freaking like cross beams and everything build the car from scratch literal scratch just because he didn't want to have to buy a car that had a tracker in it. Like, just buy a car and remove the tracker, man. Like, oh my god. But at the same time, it is some of the funniest shit I've ever heard. <laughs> so I hate it about him. But goddamn, if it ain't the funniest thing I've ever I've ever heard. And it, it's not just the one instance. There's others. <laughs> I'm not going to get into the others because there's a slew. But every time I go back into these, I always end up laughing. <laughs> I don't know if Jim knows this, but every time I tell stories to other people that don't know him uh, about stuff that we've talked about or whatever, I'm always cracking up laughing because I just can't believe it. It. I'm just in disbelief at some of the shit I have heard.
It's crazy. But yeah. He, um, Jim's pretty cool. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I want to go see him someday. I want to see, I want to see New York. He showed me he got a new apartment finally, and he's pretty happy with it. Um, Jim, if you're listening, no, the plans are not off. And eventually at some point I plan to go see all you motherfuckers. I just don't know when. So that's on the table. Um, so another thing that I want to talk about, just something that pisses me off a little bit because I haven't really gotten too much into that today. (sighs) I recently started working at a grocery store. I also worked at a grocery store for two years, uh, before I worked at, a I worked at Kroger's for a while. Now, something I've noticed really only at uh, at this new store, kind of, this grocery store, I'm working third shift, so I'm there 11 to 7.30, uh, the store opens, and the store closes at midnight, opens up at 6, and I like, I wake or I, I, I work through the night and I see at about six, six oh five or something, a customer. Why? Who the fuck is coming in here at six o'clock in the morning? Do you think this is Black Friday? Are you guys lining up outside the door, ready waiting to come inside? Is there that one motherfucker who's like at the door by one o'clock, like waiting to be, waiting for the doors to open up at six? He's like, I'm gonna be in there first. Like, bro, chill. <laughs> like, you guys, like, the place is open for, I think it's eighteen hours. Come at some other time. You don't have to be in there at the ass crack of dawn. Come in later. Like, why are you in here this fucking early? What, what do you what, what do you need here that is so damn desperate? What did you pour? What did you, what did you wake up at like five thirty? Pour a fucking bowl of cereal and be like, oh shit, no milk. Gotta go to the store. Oh look, it's open in thirty minutes. Perfect. I'll go there and I'll wait. Like, <laughs> your cereal will survive. You could pour water in it or something and just eat it as is. Frosted flakes ain't that bad, homie. Chill. But, like, I don't know what the fuck people be needing so bad. And I see people come in and, like, like, six o'clock in the morning buying fucking, like, bleach and, like, paper towels. And, like... I don't know, like cheese and shit. Like, you can't come later. And I brought this up to my girlfriend. She's like, I like coming in there that early. And I'm like, why? And she's like, because the shelves are stocked nicely and they look neat and everything. And there's less people. And I'm like, of course, an introvert thing. So apparently, the lesson here is that. 
anybody that goes into a grocery store at 6 a.m. or the minute that it opens apparently are introverted. Good to know. Um, another thing that has happened since my last, uh, since my last thing, I think maybe, um, I got a car. I have my car. And I've named it Giuseppe. There was... I have a number of experiences with this fucking thing, okay? Giuseppe and I have been through hell and back. I have been in Giuseppe in places that not many have to go. Oh, God. Oh, where do I begin? There's so many stories. Um, We'll start with Lyft. Um, But with Lyft, I had done a couple things i had now for anybody who's never done lyft lyft is a ride share service um basically like someone requests a lyft l-y-f-t and if you're currently on the road and have your thing activated there's a chance you'll you'll pick up that that lyft you'll go to the spot pick up the person anybody there that's with them they get in the car and you take them where to go and that could be anywhere from the airport to their home to a hotel or work or wherever. But the interesting thing about it is you will find something very interesting with these lift rides. Um, you meet some interesting fucking people. There was a dude I met one time. We picked him up, I think, from uh, Kroger or something. Um, I'm not, I'm not name dropping anybody here, so don't worry. Um, but this dude had told me that he spent like, what is it? Like 20,000, maybe he's like 200,000 or something. I don't know. It was a, it was an insane amount of money, like 200,000 or maybe even 2 million or something. I think there was a two in it. And he was like, I spent that that amount on our anniversary. Because um, I guess his girlfriend was saying something about it or complaining or whatever. So he said, I'm going to get, we're going to have our last anniversary. Not to say he was breaking up with her. They, apparently they were still together. But he went and spent a shit ton of money. I think it was like 15000 or something like that on just a bottle of wine. Like, what the fuck? He got all these different like fireworks or something like did the place up good. And he was like, it was, I spent all of my life savings on this one anniversary. We are not having another one. <laughs> so he, uh, so that I just, I just thought that was funny. Um, I dropped him off and I was surprised to see where he lived. I'm not going to say where but it was it was interesting um and then there was the dude who pissed in my car um but there was one of the it was like it was like within the first 
10 or maybe even the first five. I think this dude was number four. Ride number four. This man, we picked him up from an after hours bar and he had gotten into the car and I told him, so, um, you know, let me know if you need anything. I offered him all the same things uh, that I offer everybody else. I was like, um, let me know if you need anything, if he needs to pull over or stop or anything. Uh, let me know. He's like, it's fine. Thank you. I'm like, okay. Um, we kept like trying to urge him like, Hey, do you need anything? Just trying to talk to him. Like, Hey, what's up? How you doing? Uh, where you going or something? Just trying to get some sort of thing out of him, but he wasn't feeling like talking. So I stopped prodding. Eventually we get there. I heard nothing this entire time. I smelled nothing, felt nothing, whatever, heard nothing. Um, we get there to his uh, destination. We let him out and we carried on with business. We got low on gas. I hit pause and we went to a gas station where we went to fill up gas. And I get out the car, just looks over at the uh, looks at looks at the car and is like, "What's that in the back seat?" I'm like, "What?" I'm like thinking. Did he leave something in the car? Do we need to like try to contact him and give him his stuff back or something? Or was it something worse? It was the latter. I go over there. I open up the door and I see a big ass spot, like wet spot on the seat. And I'm like, no. So... I got I got down there and I sniffed it. It smelt like pee. I'm like motherfucker. So I called um I called Lyft support or not called but I contacted them and was telling them like yeah this happened dude peed in my car they wanted a picture I took a picture of it. I had already taken a picture of it prior cuz no one else is going to believe me if I, if I told him and eh, they probably would have anyway. Um, but I told him that he did it. They said, well, because that's human bio waste or whatever, um, we're going to pay you like 80 bucks or something. I'm like, holy crap. I was not expecting to get that much, but they intend for you to go use that money to get it professionally cleaned or whatever, have it nice and spotless. I did not do that. I took it upon myself. Uh, me and Jess, we cleaned it ourselves. Um, we got that handled, and we had an, 80, an extra 80 bucks in our pocket. <laughs> that helped with food, gas, rent, whatever. So that was nice. But apparently they pay up to like 120 or something like that maybe it's 150 bucks or something if uh they cause like physical damage to your car like punching a hole in it or denting your car hard like breaking the door off or some shit like it's got to be something severe um but that was pretty nice i thought that was really good like a really good practice of them to uh do that um 
But then there was so many other like things. There was like so many people we picked up from the fucking, um, from the like campus and stuff. There was uh, people we were picking up from their houses and taking them elsewhere. Um, there was one people we we there was these one dudes we pulled up and uh we're expecting like you know dude like maybe his friend or something like that want to get in a car or something oh they brought five <laughs> my car only fits five people including myself so five guys with both the passenger seat and the driver's seat already taken and three seats remaining five w- was not looking good so they, they had to squeeze four guys into three seats where's the last guy go i told him to get in the trunk <laughs> i have a i have a hatchback and he got he got in there he's the dude who paid for the ride uh it was incredible it was so funny he got back there saw my saw my little shitty like scissor lift jack or whatever uh handle he's like what's this i'm like that's the thing i used to beat people who bring a sixth person (laughs) started laughing and i was calling them i was joking around like calling them like broke college kids and stuff like that and uh they were they were like cracking on us and everything it was so funny because i think it was the ride right after that they tipped us a single penny (laughs) and i thought it was the funniest thing because we were all joking about like oh these broke college kids i didn't know any of them but we were just joking about it like ripping on them they were were ripping on us like how are you talking about broke college kids yet you're the one out here trying to earn money i'm like at least i'm trying to earn money (laughs) it was it was it was hilarious i swear i almost i i was i almost ran out of breath like laughing so hard when i saw the penny pop up as a tip ah it was so great um, that was incredible, but, um, none of these stories combat the absolute odyssey, which was the trip to Detroit. I will not be name dropping here. In fact, I'll be giving fake accounts and whatnot, like fake names and everything like that for this. Cause definitely don't want to be messing with them cause they're from Detroit. <laughs> But either way, it still wouldn't be nice. So I'll be using fake names and stuff like that. And if you person, whoever we drove, um, are listening to this, just know I will not be censoring anything. I'm going to lay the facts out bare. And I'm going to give you my, my honest opinion. But it was the craziest story I have ever fucking seen. And it started what I would know, I would then come to know as the, like, 
like one of the worst fucking things. I had an entire like month after that where I had to replace pretty much the same tire, like or re- not replace, but like repair the same tire like six different times. I took off I took off my tires and and I changed my tires like way more than some people probably ever do in their lives. Anyway, so me and Jess we were doing lift and uh, we ended up out by this place called Miller. That's all I'm gonna say. Um, so out by Miller, we get a thing saying, "Hey, there's a ride." Um, so. It says, it said at the time, because it didn't tell you just how long it was going to be, it said 45 plus minutes. Now, we, me and Jess have done like 20 plus minute drives or something like that. Just even getting to the person, let alone like the actual drive. We're like, no, let's see how this goes. 45 plus minutes, let's see. So we decided to go for it. And, and we pull up there and immediately... As soon as we see them pulling out with some um, luggages and stuff like that, we like we're like, okay, where are we going? She gets in the car, and we're gonna call her. The person who who requested the ride, we're gonna call her. Hmm, Glenda, we'll call her Glenda. Glenda gets in the car, and her husband and brother as well, we'll call, I'm not going to even name the brother, uh, but the husband, we'll call him Luke. We'll call him Luke. Um, so Glenda, Luke, and the brother get in. Uh, the brother eventually leaves. He didn't come with. Uh, it was just Glenda and Luke. Um, they get in the car, and... They're like, you guys ready to take us to, to Detroit? And I'm like, uh, what? And as they're like getting the things in the car, all getting their stuff out of the little like place they were staying at, um, me and Jess are over here talking about it. Like, should we really do this? Like, I mean, I'm up for a road trip. I've been wanting to take a road trip for a while anyway. <laughs> you know, it's a nice little like thing to do or whatever. Plus, we get paid for it. Like, why not? And she's like, all right, fine. So we do it. They get in the car. Uh, brother stays there. Uh, and we're off on the road. Uh, immediately, I could tell that Glenda was drunk or drinking or something. Um, and Luke, I couldn't really tell. I think he was just tired or something. It was like early, early, early in the morning. It was like... Ah, midnight or something. By the time we got up there, it was like 2 or 3 a.m. It was weird. Um, but either way, it was a two and a half hour drive for like more like three hours after like pit stops and well, not really pit stops, but more like get gas or something and uh, try to find our way up there or whatever. But um, we did that. Um, we got on the road and immediately... Well, almost immediately, Glenda asks if she can smoke a cigarette in my car. Or, not a cigarette, a to smoke marijuana. Now, I am not averse to marijuana. 
I am averse to cigarettes. I don't like cigarettes because cigarettes are have have no good purpose. They they literally have no benefit. Hell, even alcohol has benefits. Like you drink it every once in a while to clean out your colon, and it's like it's supposed to be good for you. But there is literally no good reason to smoke a cigarette. You could there's there's other ways to cure your uh your stress. And but marijuana, I am not against. However, I don't want somebody smoking it in my car and have it get stuck in the roof and the police come and check or whatever. And it's a whole ordeal. Um. So, e-cigarettes, I'm all for cigarettes. Abs or I'd prefer you didn't, but if you do, roll a window down. Uh, if it's marijuana, I ask you, please, really don't. Not that I'm against it. Again, I'm just like, you know, I don't want to cause problems. But she said that it was going to help calm her nerves. It was like a three-hour drive, so I was like, okay, fine. Go ahead. Um, so she smoked just a little bit of it. Um, it didn't work. She didn't calm down. <laughs> At least, I don't know if it calmed her nerves or not. I think so, maybe. But she was definitely a lot more just, like, loose. Um, I want to find ways to say this without, like, damaging her character. But she... I'm not using real names. She was being very physically and verbally abusive to Luke in the car. And it was tragic seeing this man just basically like cower, like in my backseat. I wanted so, so much to stop the car and say, no, get out of my car. But I also wanted this road trip and we needed the money bad. And I'll be honest, there was a bit of greed behind it. She offered us a good amount of money. She was saying, you know, I'll give you the quote unquote Obama treatment. If you do us right. And I was like, okay, fine. So we, we get going. She eventually, we, we, we go to, we go to a gas station and Glenda gets out. Me and her going, uh, she was going to pay for gas and the, um, attendant inside there was clearly a lesbian, but either that or bi. But, uh, you know, you don't just go calling that out and especially don't make fun of somebody for it. That's, that is oh, way, way, way over the line. That is unacceptable. Um, you know, respect the differences. But she, but Glenda was like yelling at her and saying like, oh, you're, you're just treating me like this because I'm a, I'm a um, powerful black woman or whatever. Um. And I'll get to that in a minute. She was saying all of this stuff because apparently the card or the card reader or whatever did not allow tapping, like to just tap the card onto the machine. And for some reason that set her off on this whole like racist tangent. I don't even understand that at all. That doesn't make any sense to me. But okay. Um... So she gets back in the car and I 
pay for gas. I put like, I think twenty, thirty dollars in or something like that. And um we get up there. Or she apparently she got banned from that gas station, so she's never allowed to step foot in there again. Um when she said she was powerful, she had apparently showed Jess and showed me two different bank accounts with a large amount of money in them. I'm talking around four, five, six figures. And up. She was not hurting for cash. So I figured, you know, I'm just going to shut my mouth and just let this be. But there was a time during the ride where I wanted to stop so hard and and kick her out of the car so, so, so bad. Whatever's going on between them, if she feels she needs to be physically abusive to him, then that's up to her. I don't condone it, and I should have stopped it, but it's not my, it's not my relationship. It's not my quarrel. And... But what is my quarrel, what is my relationship, was when she started yelling at Jess, saying that she's not allowed to talk to me because I'm her driver. Like, that's too much. And she was she was verbally yelling at her, and she was insulting her. I shouldn't have let that go. I should not have let that continue, but we did. We agreed to, and we were both really over it, but eventually we got up there. We got all the way to Detroit. We get there, we drop her off and whatnot. Um, she goes and talks with her niece or whatever. Detroit looked awesome at night. Lots of lights and everything like that, though some dude came up and uh, at, when we were stopped at a stoplight, he asked us for money for a PV, for peanut butter and a crack sandwich, which I did not have. Um, I did not have either of those. Um, so we kept going, although she tried to hand him money. Did I mention she was drunk? Uh, but we get up there to her nieces we drop her off. She says, what's up? Um, Luke ends up staying there and we take her and her niece to go and like do some do some running or whatever last minute since we're there anyway. And we actually got a good amount of money for the ride. Like a, a really good amount. It paid for our bills. So I would never do it again, but it was nice for the road trip. It was nice for the experience of going there. And it was nice to have the money to be able to pay the bills and not have to worry as much anymore. But Needless to be said, I definitely would not do something like that again. I don't ever plan to. But um, it was interesting nonetheless. I do miss Lyft. Lyft was a very interesting thing. Uh, it was fun. I rather enjoyed it a lot, actually. Um, but I don't know. It was like one of those kinds of things that, you know, you have to have this or that for it. And, 
you know, I don't currently meet the requirements for it, but as soon as I can, I'd like to get back into it because it was just genuinely fun. You got to meet some cool people on there. I met a I met a Navy SEAL who told me about a really cool experimental like uh like surgery he went for. It was awesome. And he plays Pokemon Go. <laughs> if, if you're listening to this Navy SEAL, thank you for your service. And also I hope the surgery went well and send me gifts. <laughs> um but yeah, that, that was cool. Um, but I do wish that Lyft would update their policies because they don't really allow people in the car or like allow a passenger, which that sucks so much because I love having somebody else there. And I've talked to other people who said they would like to have someone else there. And matter of fact, I'll tell some of those stories next time. So... Um, with that, I'm going to go ahead and close it out. I don't know when the next episode will be. Hopefully it'll be soon. Um, I am currently trying to get into voice acting. So if there's anybody out there, uh, any voice acting talents searching for a voice actor, just know that this is not the voice, the only voice that I can do. But with that being said, thank you everybody for listening. And thank you for the patience between the long with the long breaks between the episodes. <laughs> I know my girlfriend's been wanting another one. And I actually saw as well, apparently, uh, Monsters and Mythos became the number one by a long shot <laughs> with like 119 or 190 plays. I think it was 119 plays. I'm like, holy fuck, that's like three times more than what fucking days of hell had and now days of hell is like number four then like episode eight and seven or something are like now the number two and number three spots and i'm like holy shit these are really outdated <laughs> so we'll see um to the people i mentioned here um shout out to my friends jim Keyshawn. Nick, Eli, Carly, Homeboy Blood, Ambrose, all you fuckers. Thank you for sticking by me, even though I was not really present in our friendships. But know that I want to be. And a shout out to my mom for not raising a bitch. <laughs> you inspired me too um be the responsible man that I am nowadays and everybody should respect their mother everyone should and I'm sorry if I've ever um not but outside of that thank you very much for listening and I'll see all of you guys in the next episode goodbye